0: This is The Recap, a review of the day's news in the Tri-States area for Wednesday, December twentieth, 2023. With Tri-States Public Radio News, I'm Mike Murray. Prosecutors have filed murder charges in the beating death of an inmate at the McDonough County Jail. Tri-States Public Radio's Rich Egger reports.
1: 40-year-old Timothy Smith is charged with two counts of first-degree murder. His first court appearance on the charges is scheduled for today. He's accused in the death of 51-year-old Daryl Hocker. Both were inmates at the jail when Smith allegedly struck Hocker several times in the head, neck, and chest during the early morning hours of November 8th. Hocker was taken to McDonough District Hospital, where he was pronounced dead. Rich Egger reporting.
0: Data released on Tuesday under Iowa's Working Adjustment and Retraining Notification Act caused some confusion in southeast Iowa. The act requires employers with more than 100 employees to give 60 days notice of mass layoffs. And the data showed nearly 70 Great River Health employees in West Burlington and Fort Madison were being laid off early next year. But hospital spokesperson Angie Budnick says no one is losing their job. She says people who work in nutrition services for Great River Health are transitioning to become employees of food service provider Aramark. Two Monmouth law enforcement officers are being recognized for saving the life of a suspect in a police chase earlier this year. Tri-State's Public Radio's Jane Carlson has our story.
1: The pursuit began in West Burlington and ended in a fiery crash on the west side of Monmouth at the junction of Routes 34 and 164. The suspect's vehicle struck a semi-truck, which then struck a pickup truck. The Warren County Sheriff's Department and Monmouth Police Department were not involved in the pursuit, but both agencies responded to the crash. Upon arrival, the suspect's vehicle was engulfed in flames. Sergeant Brian Hall used a fire extinguisher to beat back the fire and Lieutenant Brandon Blackman and a sheriff's deputy reached into the burning vehicle to rescue the suspect. Police Chief Joe Schweitzer awarded Hall a life-saving award and Blackman a Medal of Valor from the department.
2: The video of the
0: scene showed that both Sergeant Hall and Lieutenant Blackman did not hesitate in their actions to save the life of the trapped driver from the engulfed vehicle. The officer's professionalism uh,
2: reflects greatly upon themselves, the Monmouth Police Department, and the city of Monmouth.
1: Schweitzer says, to his knowledge, this is the first time in department history that a Medal of Valor has been awarded. I'm Jane Carlson.
0: The Galesburg City Council was in agreement about everything at its meeting this week. And it was City Manager Eric Hansen's first meeting. It was also the last council meeting of 2023, a year that has seen five different people in the city manager seat, plus meetings as long as four hours and conflicts over things from flags to a community center. But on Monday, the council voted unanimously on every agenda item. That included purchasing playground equipment for Dale Kelly Totlot on Tompkins Street and a package of incentives for Smoke and Willie's Barbecue to move into a Cherry Street building. Also approved was a replacement bridge for Bunker Links Golf Course and moving forward with the purchase of 16 new police vehicles. Police Chief Russ Idle confirmed those will be hybrid cars. And the entire meeting, including public comment, was over in about an hour. Several council members called that a Christmas miracle. Democratic Congressman Eric Sorensen of Illinois says House Republicans' impeachment inquiry into President Joe Biden is just another distraction from what really matters. He says, among other things, Congress last week spent time debating about impeachment, a duck stamp, milk, and the National Defense Authorization Act. He says only the last of those items was actually important to people back in his district.
2: We need to start um, paying attention to what the people have sent us there to do.
0: Republican Congressman Darren LaHood, also from Illinois, voted in favor of a formal impeachment inquiry into the president. He says that move will give congressional committees more powers to compel evidence and documents from the White House in an effort to, quote, Hold the Biden administration accountable. In our feature for today, America's forests are one of the cheapest climate change solutions out there. Several estimates show that forests capture roughly 13% of the nation's carbon emissions each year. But a recent Forest Service report says that climate change will lead to forests being net emitters of carbon over the next 50 years. Some environmentalists say that conclusion will lead to more logging and harm climate security. Harvest Public Media contributor Rick Brewer takes us into a national forest.
2: I'm trying not to slip and fall on piles of wet twigs and branches, walking towards a timber harvest deep in northern Michigan's Huron-Manistee National Forest. My guide, Matt Bono, the harvest inspector, gives me the play-by-play after the machine picks up a fully grown jack pine out of the ground like a toothpick cuts the trees to a certain length that meets our technical specifications and zips them, debarks them, delimbs them, and then it cuts it to length. And this is just one of thousands of timber harvests that take place all across the Forest Service's 145 million acres nationwide to help create various wood products and pulp. Just how many trees should be harvested on national forests has been a long debate. Now the discussion centers around climate change. Conservationists argue national forests can play an even bigger role in soaking up carbon emissions.
0: When forests reach maturity on federal lands, the knee-jerk reaction is to cut them down. They've reached
2: the peak of their value. Zach Porter is a member of the nationwide coalition Climate Forests. Porter argues forests across the Midwest and Northeast have not been allowed to reach their full maturity because the U.S. has been caught in a logging cycle for centuries.
1: Are we willing to make
0: changes based on what the science is telling us, which is that forests function
2: best when left alone? But science is at the heart of this debate. The Forest Service isn't convinced older trees will continue to hold as much carbon in the long term. Every 10 years, the Forest Service files a report on the state of national forests, and this year's study included 50-year carbon projections. A representative from the Forest Service wasn't made available to discuss the report, but it concludes that climate-induced stress will lead to older trees releasing more CO2 than younger ones over the next five decades. Carolyn Ramirez is a staff scientist with the Natural Resources Defense Council in Chicago. She says this conclusion could lead to more logging and further harm climate security. While they didn't make management
0: prescriptions in this report, it's very influential on Forest Service directives and that they'll be carbon emitters suggests that we need to have younger forests and that we need to be cutting down a lot of the older stuff.
2: The Forest Service says that older trees are not more resilient to climate-caused stress than younger ones. A spokesperson wrote that if strategic thinning does not take place, forests will be more vulnerable to wildfires and could lead to harmful changes to forest ecosystems. Ramirez sees this differently. She says the science is clear that mature and old-growth forests are more resilient. She also says logging releases lots of carbon.
0: The Forest Service traditionally underestimates carbon emissions from logging, but when you cut down a tree and you have to move it somewhere and you process it into something, you're losing a lot of that carbon.
2: The Forest Service says they thin forests not just for timber or reducing wildfire risk, but to keep forests healthy. After tromping through a section of the Huron-Manistee National Forest that was logged several years ago, Forced service silviculturist Keith Conan explained this area was thinned to reduce stress on trees by giving them more space. And what it does, what that does is focus uh, available resources such as light, water, nutrients to the residual remaining trees that are left there. And that reduces competition, it increases growth. At the end of the day, the timber industry and logging trends are driven by market demands, not official forest management plans, according to Chad Papa. He's a Ph.D. candidate in the Department of Forestry at Michigan State University. Estimates show over 50 percent of the nation's forests are privately owned.
1: And so by not harvesting someplace, you're most likely just pushing that harvest off to another place instead. And so the net effect is essentially the same.
2: Papa says the Forest Service and these conservationists agree more than they think. They both recognize that national forests are a space for climate solutions, but a path forward will likely have a few stumps in the road. For Harvest Public Media, I'm Rick Brewer. Harvest Public Media is a collaboration of
0: public media newsrooms in the Midwest and Great Plains, including Tri-State's Public Radio. In the weather for our listening area for today, mostly sunny skies with a high in the upper 40s and south winds 5 to 10 miles an hour. For tonight, it should be mostly cloudy with a low in the mid-30s. For TSPR News, I'm Mike Murray. Tri-State's Public Radio is part of the NPR Network.